Hey, you're tuned in to Listen Back, the podcast, creative conversations with Lettucey. Are we still good? First of all, thank you for being on our show. My husband and I are so honored to have you here because you're just amazing. You and your husband always support us. Uh, yeah. Pastor Campbell, he's so good. Yeah, <laughs> we love y'all. So my first question for you, I just wanted to know, how do you balance? How do you find time to take care of yourself after pouring into so many other platforms that you have? Uh, to minister to others yeah. you give yeah. so much and then you have um, to be mom uh-huh. wife, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean sister auntie um it's so it's so funny because depending on what day you ask me I'll have a wonderful religious and powerful inspirational message but you know the <laughs> the real is I'm glad I don't have to wear all the hats at the same time you know, and so that gives me a little peace. But what, where it comes from is it comes from my overflow. It comes from my experience of, of God coming through for me, mm-hmm. of having low days that turned into amazing days. And so I try to remind myself of the good that has happened in my life. And because, you know, the, when the bad is happening, it seems like that's all that's happening. And it gets so overwhelming. And, you know, the saying or the song, count your blessings. Sometimes we need to count our blessings and really name them one by one. I actually have um, a jar at my house. And I've made my kids just start writing down the good things that they appreciate. And, wow. and it's funny. They always write. We have a place to live and we have food and our family loves us. It's not even the superficial stuff they're not even thanking god for toys or electronics so my my ability to pour comes from a level of greatness um that only comes through trial what is your self-care like because you're superwoman to me like i'm (laughs) I'm on the outside looking in i know nothing i just know you're super like and then i'm like okay what does she do how does she get her energy reboost you know you know what I, i probably push more than I should. No, um, I do. Erica. I do. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! You you're like superhero. You cannot. You need space for you. You need a zen. I know. I literally just told my husband. I was like, okay, husband, I need a space in this yeah. house, a room. I don't care if we build a room in the back, but I need a, a just something. a little girl, just yeah. a little bit. So you I, know, before I would go get my nails done, or I would go to, to the spa, mm-hmm. or you know, just take a drive. Um, but now in this quarantine, that I'm now. The chef, the housekeeper, the Ma'am. mom, the wife, and the the cook, <laughs> therapist, um, the therapist, yeah, <laughs> the referee. Because what? Don't walk in the house with wet feet. See, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, um, that's my real life. Um, I I really I I enjoy my family. I enjoy serving my family. I love cooking is actually therapeutic. I like going to the grocery store. So a lot of the things that would stress people out because the music is the work. And I know people feel like, oh, you get to go on the road. and But it's work. They're getting dressed, the clothes. I like to get to the stage, but getting to the stage is sometimes hectic, you know. Yeah. So being able to be at home and not having to be on um, sometimes fuels me and, and fills me. Um, I probably should not be getting four and five hours of sleep on a regular basis. Man, um, you're hosting I'm learning a, you're to nap. syndicate radio show <laughs> national. 
And you get That's up the early too. That's the reason I got to get up at crack o'clock in the morning. But I do like to be able to just pray for people and play good gospel music and that's not hard. You it's- know what's so beautiful about you? Um, and I and we're just having a conversation, like like mm-hmm. two creatives talking and people yeah. friends. But yeah, um, you're. I love the way you pray, and I love oh. the way uh you express your love between your mm-hmm. husband. And I love the uh learning all the learning mm-hmm. things you share. You're so transparent yeah. with your yeah. your your audience. And it's not even an audience. It's just like you treat everyone it's like family. they're part of your family. Yeah. Because we're all a part of this human, you know, I'm, I'm not like super philosophical. I don't think I am, but you know, we're are all a part of this human community. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, there's some things that we want. We want love. We want acceptance. We want value. We want yeah. to be seen. We want to overcome. We want to do something that matters. When you get to the core of who we are, these are things that we all want, no matter what religion, race, yeah. you know, what, what, how you identify yourself. We all just want to be loved and seen and heard and valued. And so that allows me to just kind of reach past, oh, I grew up in this kind of church or I'm a black woman or, you know, whatever. Um, and yeah. just touch people and and pour and share and give because you know I don't I'm not afraid of what I've been through mm-hmm. at all I've been through it it's over already I'm I'm delivered from it I learned from it I grew from it so I you know there's nothing that makes me feel oh what are people going to think I don't think anybody bought my records or listened to me because I'm perfect you, see, you know what I mean I can't I throw my shoe yeah. at you right now I'm gonna throw my I shoe I don't think <laughs> Right. Came to a concert because my clothes, I mean, I'm, you know, people like to see you, but they come to leave with something and experience. What are you, what is, what deposit are you making into people? And I enjoy that so much because I know how moved I've been by deposits that were made in me, by messages that I'm sure some of those preachers don't even remember the message they preached, but it changed my life. No, I'm sure oh, Yolanda sorry. Adams didn't know that I was sitting in the audience at all her concerts with a tape, hoping and dreaming that I could just say hi. And now I can call her friend. I mean, this is God's kind of stuff. So, you know, when I share my stories of what I've been through and what I've learned, I feel like I'm helping someone else. And um, that's what we're supposed to do. I feel and that's why I, I I had to have you on this show to because <laughs> what you're doing is helping other creatives because and, and maybe you already know this I'm not sure but and I also want to lead to the book but I'm so excited right mm-hmm. now sorry I got excited because you're okay. preaching but the um the uh, when you pour when you um you're one of the architects of of wow. a certain your your whole family the legacy that mm-hmm. you guys have built and mm-hmm. continue to build. Mm-hmm. You're part of the ar- architect of uh, urban contemporary, um, not urban, contemporary gospel music and mm-hmm. contemporary R&B. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like your voice is so vibrant with wow. what's going on for this generation now. They're looking at yeah. your work that you pour yeah. it into and and celebrating it how they want to voice it. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. so beautiful to see because... You know, we met long years ago, me, me and know. Tina, like in a in a nightclub. Y'all were Eric Benet background singers, you know, and I'm looking at y'all yeah. like, whoa. Oh my God. Yeah, we were in some 
I forget it's in Alameda. I I don't remember. But I was I wasn't Lettucey yet, and you weren't married. Y'all weren't married, married yet. We were just no. making it work. And um, yeah. then the next year, you guys went. Whoosh, you know, it's like I saw that. You know, yeah. I got to I got the honor of seeing you before it all, and yeah. you're still the same, <laughs> but even better. <laughs> you're even better and stronger. Oh. Yeah, because I learned I learned the beauty of knowing people and connecting with people and remembering moments mm-hmm. and allowing myself to learn and grow. And listen, you know, I, I give a lot of encouragement, but it's not because I don't understand the brokenness that comes with being an artist mm-hmm. or the isolation sometimes or feeling weird or feeling like yeah. you're on the outside or sometimes even presenting something that you think the people will love and they don't. And then you question yourself. I'm closely acquainted with all those feelings as well Mm. but I overcame them the moments that I thought would take me down that I wouldn't overcome that I felt like oh god why oh you know Mm -hmm. and I and then I just kept living and then just kept living and learning and wrote another song you put it in your songs you put it in your work you know why why the book why did you feel like oh I gotta pour it into a book when you easily have all these wonderful plat other platforms to express it but a book. I love books. You know me. You, you came to yeah, my book yeah, signing yeah, yeah. and then I was like, dang, I yes. can't get there, you know, but I bought the book. So I why? why did you feel you know, for women to give? I mean, I know, but I want uh-huh. you to tell it. You know, I actually had preached a message at my church, which I that was all that part is new for me. Mm-hmm. And it was called Kingdom Cosmetics. And I started talking about this this idea of doing your own soul work and being more than more than pretty. And, and my um, executive pastor at our church was like, you should write a book. He's like, first lady, he's like, there's so much that you're giving and yeah. pouring. He was like, this is a book. We started having conversations and it grew from there. But the real start of more than pretty was I was 16 years old and I was in church and, you know, I've always been curvy. And I heard one of the ushers as fine. I walked past Sorry. her say, no, no offense, but Miss Erica's fine. You. I love when she dresses up. I go, get him all. Okay, go yes. ahead. I'm done. I'm, I'm R&B. I can be R&B. Oh. <laughs> I walk past this usher. Mm-hmm. And she says, she's probably having sex. And I wasn't. And it kind of jolted me. And I thought that was mean. Oh, that's but it mean. Made me, it, it immediately made me insecure. It made me question myself. Um, and so it spent me on this, this, this journey, sent me on this journey of trying to figure out why she would say that. What did I do? Why do I have curves? God gave me this. I didn't buy this stuff. I just have it. You know, what do you do? You know? Um, and so I, I realized the church does not talk enough about sexuality and identity and who you are and what stuff means and certain feelings and how to pinpoint them. And, you know, our world is so super hyper sexualized. So we don't really realize that you see a girl and you have curves and there's still some conversations needs that needs to be had. She still needs her village to raise her and to help her understand things and to make sure she walks through life um, with a healthy perspective Mm -hmm. at, at whatever age appropriate, you know, time in her life. Um, But I began to learn lessons about myself and the things that I chose, the things that happened to me and how I wanted to process it and how I wanted to get over it. Um, I talk about so much in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. One of which, um, treating your pain like a pet. And for those that have a hard time getting over things. And we say stuff like that. I'll never get over it. I can't. This will be with me forever. You're treating your pain like a pet. You nurture mm-hmm. it. You feed it. Mm-hmm. You walk it. You know, you spend time with it. You cuddle it. 
And if you want to get over it, you got to get rid of it. Mm. You know, you got to acknowledge, deal. And that doesn't mean ignore. go to therapy if need be. Get with your circle. Yeah. Take some time with yourself. Decide how you feel and then release it so you get free. You decide how you feel, not how they made you feel. How do I feel? What do I want to feel? And I often say you can choose yeah. the emotion. Now you have to work toward it. If you choose joy, you have to work for it. You have to tell yourself, no, I'm not replaying that ugly memory. I'm not replaying the words that they said to me. I'm working towards joy. I'm enough. I'm awesome. I'm amazing. They just don't know it. You know? Yeah. Not I'm it. growing toward the great things inside of me. And as you declare that over your life and you over speak and that, over. it becomes yes. a part of your DNA. Amen. Look mm -hmm. it. Preach, mom, preach. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm being good right now, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just love that you just, you're so relatable. You care. You know that women are the root of things and can soften or harden things. You're like, y'all yes. need to heal. Hello. I need y'all to sit yeah. still and heal. I don't know how I can help, but here's what I did. And you, yeah. you're not preachy. Like, you know, mm -hmm. some people can just preach at you. You talk, you explain yeah. stuff. And I saw um, a, a clip of you talking at your, at, at Cali worship at your, um, mm -hmm. where you guys minister. And mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. And, um, Thank you. and I couldn't believe you were talking. Cause I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and remember when I text y'all, text, um, Esther Campbell and, and you like, where's this clip? I need, to <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I need to see the rest of this clip. Where can I find I it? You know, you went in, it's like you become yeah. this other, uh, For speaker. Real. I don't know who For you real. are on that clip. I said, who is that? I mean, For am I real. wrong to say that? I apologize if no, I'm being not offensive. At all. No, no, not at all. Because, so, you know, we sing, right? God, we sing and minister. Yeah, sing. But then yeah. when, when seeing Talking you speak, oh, my Lord. Okay, go ahead. Talking I'm sorry, y'all. I got excited. Because <laughs> I don't That's have okay. another herd to talk to like this. So it's so. So so when you mix experience with anointing mm. and God fuels you and you become passionate about people hearing your heart and hearing the message, you just go. Yeah. You gave and me chills, man. Speak. Okay, go I, ahead. I just, there's, there's people just need the truth. They're trying to figure out, man, how do I get over this? How do I deal? What perspective should I have? Yeah. How mad should I be? You know, am, am I too happy? Mm -hmm. Should I be more upset? I mean, we've, we're all in different places, but when you empower people, and that's what I feel like I do as opposed to preach to people. And yeah. I think the words that you, I, I use we a lot. Mm. I don't say you should and you and y'all mm -hmm. need to. And I don't do that thing because the only reason I can tell you that for certain is because I've been there. So I can say we, Yeah, we need to y'all come on. We can do this. But you it's know, like it's you, like that's makes sense now because younger you're you're um you have a mixed congregation but yes it makes sense it's an extension of your music as well because you extend to younger listen listeners as well you don't go at them you say hey listen this is you and me and then it yeah. brings everybody in inward for sure for that's sure. why we we gravitate so just thank you because your approach in your ministry is the same it's not. My pleasure. Do you find that, and I'm going to ask this, I got two more questions and I'll let you go. Now that you have all these platforms, will it inspire something different in your writing when you go back to your music again? You know, I think, my, I feel like my music writing will definitely be more robust. Mm -hmm. 
um, just because I've spent more time in the Word of God and I've spent more time really connecting to the Father. And when you do that, there's a certain amount of hope and confidence that builds up in you. And a lot of the question marks that you write with when you're younger, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, oh, I wonder, will it, if it will, it, it, it changes because, you know, one, you've experienced ex- experienced success. Two, you've experienced life and you're still here. Um, and then from there, you're just, there's just this knowing that takes place. Yes. And so my music always comes from that place which is different because a lot of people like sad music they like to just talk about i'm in pain and it's hurting and i and i like to kind of touch on that but jump off to what i want to be so you know i know my music and writing will definitely be more robust i sincerely apologize my kids are in the no it's it's, it goes perfectly with this conversation it's a conversation (laughs) and you at home the last thing what piece of advice that you've had that you've carried with you your whole career. One of the best pieces of advice I got was probably from Heavy D. So I was doing this whole movie. I love him. I don't know. I miss Dwight. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was doing this movie and, it, you know, I was the one gospel artist in the movie and everybody else was like real actors and actresses. And, you know, in my mind, um, I'm the chubby gospel singer. I know, I know, I know, I know. Aww. And everybody else is going to be a different size. And so I'm talking about wanting to be good and wanting to be enough. And I'm sitting here eating chips the whole time I'm talking. And Heavy says, <laughs> right, just a big old, just, I mean, just a big old hypocrite during a whole conversation. <laughs> and so he says, you're only going to go as far as your discipline will take you. Wow. That hit me in my chest. And I've carried that with me with everything that I wanted to do. The success that you want, the things that you desire, you're only going to go as far as your discipline will take you. If you're not disciplined enough to press past emotions and feelings and fear, if you're not disciplined enough to keep going even when you don't have the cheerleaders, if you're not disciplined enough even when the people don't agree with what you know is great, great work, Mm -hmm. then you you won't continue. You'll be stopped at every hand on something that is you know, just literally somebody's opinion. You've got to trust your gut. And that comes from the discipline of speaking life to yourself. And I can't emphasize that enough. What are you saying to yourself? You cannot say what the rest of the world is saying. You can't say, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. No, you have to say, I'm going to succeed. Mm. And I'm going to change the world. You have to say, you can't say, well, you know, they're not buying records anymore. They're going to buy mine. You can't say, well, you know, they don't come to concerts and they're no good managers. I'm going to find the perfect person, the perfect team that will believe my dream, support my dream, and we'll be a great team and we're going to do amazing things. You have to say it, write it, and think it. And so um, when I learned to discipline myself in that area to stop having pity parties and looking in the mirror going, oh, I wish I was just a little bit more, you know, whatever that is. When I changed my faith confession over my life, mm-hmm. my, I feel like my life changed. I feel like things come to me differently. When my discipline is up, when I'm exercising and I'm training and I'm careful with what I eat and I treat my body like a temple, I, I feel like everything changes. I feel like every action sends a mes- message to heaven. And those disciplined actions tell heaven that I'm ready for more, that I'm ready for 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 more blessings that I can handle it that I won't lose it that I won't be overwhelmed because blessings ain't easy they heavy listen man, they are responsibilities all the way to the end to the last second girl <laughs> I love it you know I hear you blessing 
and cursing sometime at the same time. Oh, come on, be be transparent, I'll, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this one thing. So I, in my book, I talk about the red carpet circus, mm-hmm. and I don't mean the disc red carpets. But if you don't have high self-esteem on a dog on red carpet, you walk there and two bigger stars rock be- walk behind you, mm. they will take the camera off of you, take the microphone out of your mouth, and call the name of the person behind you mid-conversation. You can be just as happy and jovial and excited, and it does not matter. If you don't have high self-esteem on the red carpet, it will tear you down. I know many people who just, they just can't do it. It's too much. Wow. I adore you. I thank you for pouring into us and just please take a moment to find a little corner for yourself. You're like one of my superheroes and I want to make sure the superhero oh. takes a little break too. So oh, find your little corner in the house. Say, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know what? Let me share this with you as well. So um, when, I don't know if you watched the Mary Mary show and I was having all these voice issues and, you know, I couldn't hold my long note on yesterday and couldn't, you know, catch my breath. Yeah, so yeah I remember that. Yeah. I went to the doctor and he literally told me that there is a sickness called Superman syndrome. Mm-hmm. See? It's, it's connected to your adrenaline glands. Mm-hmm. And if you push yourself past, you know, you're tired, but you grab some coffee. You're tired and you get espresso. You're tired and you keep pushing anyway. You send signals to your body that say, oh, we don't need rest, yeah. even though your body does. And your body begins to break down. So people who say things like, I'll sleep when I'll die, you'll die oh, sooner no, than you no, want no. to. That goes to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, and, I, you know, and, and so I learned the hard way, you know, some hard lessons of my voice not being what I needed it to be because I didn't treat it with care and concern. If you push yourself beyond your points of, of strength, you will, you'll, you'll get tired. You'll get weak. You'll get sick. You know, as a singer, it's impossible to do it without rest. Yolanda Adams told me you need mm -mm. 10 hours of sleep. There's nothing better than 10 hours of sleep for your voice. Now I I don't remember. Where's 10 hours. I'm looking for 10 hours. (laughs) I don't know if I had 10. If I get six or four, six or four, I'm happy. (laughs) But that six is good, girl. I feel like a month. (laughs) Right. Right. Will you take care of yourself? Thank you for squeezing me in outside of your life. I appreciate it. And I love you. I, t- please tell Pastor Warren I said hello. For sure. I will. I will. I love talking to you. You're so sweet. You've always been consistent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you thank you for, for the asking. book. I got to get it signed when we can get out of jail here. <laughs> right. When we get out of jail. Corona jail. Go away. Corona. Go away. We got you. things to do. <laughs> All right. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy okay, your you week. Too. Love you. Okay. Later. Okay. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.